The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Check out all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Hi, ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 221. Last episode, I sent out to my fellow Canadians for Thanksgiving this one to my American friends because they have another holiday. They have holidays all the time. We talked about this last episode. We're not going to get into it again, but happy Columbus Day. Apparently, you still celebrate Columbus. I thought he was canceled for various reasons, but uh, hey, holiday's <laughs> a holiday. You're not not going to complain about having a holiday no matter who, who you're celebrating. So happy Columbus Day, Americans. And thank you to everyone, whoever's listening to this podcast. From We have listeners all over the world. That we're thankful for. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. Another action-packed episode. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. I'm kind of in a bind. Um, well, when it can, we, do, we do talk about baseball occasionally here, just to start things off. But my friend, my co-host and friend, Gumby Vreeland, Atlanta Braves for, uh, fan. My uh, other friend, the host of the S- SGPN Hockey Gambling Podcast and the Hockey Propcast, Ryan Gilbert, Phillies fan. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle here. Um, I'm sure I'm going to introduce my co-host Gumby right now. He's going to tell me why I should cheer for the Braves and why the Braves are going to win. Um, let's bring him in, and we'll we'll find out why. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Happy I Columbus mean, we, Day. So first of all, uh, in many places in the United States, uh, you do not celebrate Columbus Day. Uh, instead, you celebrate uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, which is uh, better than Columbus. Yeah, Day. which it's like an active slap in the face to Columbus, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, on the note of who you should root for, I don't ever expect anybody who's not a Brave fan to root for the Braves to repeat. Because let's face it, if unless you're a fan of the team, a repeat kind of sucks, right? Like when the yeah. When the Warriors were winning all those titles, I was like, I'm not even a big basketball fan. And it's not like the Bulls were anywhere near contention at that time. And I was like, can we just can we just stop already? Like, I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, I don't want to see him win anymore. And uh, yeah, so like I, I can see not rooting for the Braves. Uh, I generally root against just about anything Philly. I, I don't root for yeah. any Philly. Yeah, I, I have a... And I, Maybe the bosses won't listen to this episode, which will be good because I don't I probably shouldn't be proclaiming this. But I, I in, intensely root against every single Philly team as much as possible. So, um, yeah, shout out to Philly. Uh, nice city that I've been in once or twice. Um, my least favorite group of sports teams. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot the uh, the big boss, uh, Sean Green, um, originally from Philly and a Philly, a Philly fan as well. I, I totally went right to Ryan Gilbert. But yeah, but it's because you you associate is, him with with the Eagles more than you true. associate fly, Eagles, who, fly. who I also hate passionately. Um, are they not undefeated this year? They are. Yeah, they fly won't Eagles, be much fly. longer. They're not that. I mean, the, the Cowboys are three and one with Cooper Rush at quarterback. So, I mean, like Who's we're coming. We're coming. Cooper Rush. Uh, Never heard of him. 
the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. You're really not an American football guy, huh? No, I, it's, I've really <laughs> fallen off uh, the football, but that's okay. This who, isn't who quarterbacks it. for the Argonauts. The I no have no idea, no <laughs> idea anymore. Um, this isn't a CFL. We do have a CFL podcast on the network, of course. We have everything on this network, as as you people know. But we are a MMA uh, organization, not organization podcast here, <laughs> and we're going to give you MMA picks this week. Um, and then. Starting on Wednesday, we're back to the UFC uh, grind. Um, but one more regional event to cover for you today, LFA 144. Gafarov versus Silva, which will be happening on Friday. We gave you KSW, which is happening Friday morning, uh, East Coast, uh, Eastern time zone. This one is Friday night. So we got you covered the whole whole day Friday um, with, uh, with picks. So we're going to jump into that in one moment. I'm going to tell you about... Um, some of our lovely friends that keep the lights on in our extravagant studios that we have here. Uh, first, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get $100 free bet. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000. Plus, they got a free $1,000 bet. WinBet. Truly, hashtag digens only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 100-522-4700. Now on to Fubo. TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge for 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. FUBOTV.com slash SGP. All right, on to LFA 144. Uh, probably the, well, actually, not probably. It is the biggest, most competitive regional promotion in the United States, one of the main feeder leagues for the UFC. Um, how does this card rank in LFA? LFA, not lore, but, you know, in this grand scheme of things. Uh, it's good. Um, just in the five fights that we're about to break down, uh, I've got, Two guys uh, who had fights on Contender Series, competitive fights on Contender Series. One that was in the Ultimate Fighter house. And then I would say probably three three or four guys who I think at some point in time will make it to the UFC. And that's just in the five fights we're breaking down. So uh, it, it's a good one. Very, very impressive. Why did you, the one Canadian on the card, why are we skipping his fight, Dan? Uh, I'm skipping that fight. Um, so... There, first of all, I usually just try to do five. It's like a digestible amount. Um, but also I like, so you're talking about the Jared Ravel fight, I'm assuming. Yes. I, I know so little about Hinato Villante um, that if I was like going to give a pick, uh, I would I would be kind of lost because I, I, I did see his one fight with Josh Fremd. 
like, what does that really tell you? Because Josh Fremd is pretty damn good. Also, are we talking about Josh Fremd this weekend or next weekend? Mm, anyway, he's coming up again, right? He, yeah, he's coming. I think he's fighting Terrence Gore, that guy who clearly didn't have enough fights to actually get to the UFC, but they brought on anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, so like, I, I don't know much about him aside from that fight, which I feel like didn't show me very much. And for some reason, and, and maybe this is the reason I, I avoided it the most. For some reason, Ravel, who's 11 is three, is an underdog against the eight and five guy coming off of a loss. Um, and his only loss recently is against Josh Silvera, which, again, doesn't really tell me all that much because Silvera is such a beast. Yeah. Um, and, and he's got to win over a, like a UFC vet in Sergio Mariah. So, like, it was a hard one for me. And also, if I was going to leave one off, I actually think it might be the lowest level one uh, out of the five on here. But now, now you just didn't leave it off. I tricked you into breaking it down. Just yeah. Like, see? I mean, I as much as that was breaking it down, um, yeah. I don't think you gave a pick, though, did you? I'll, I'll, I'll throw an extra pick in there. Pick pick the dog, Ravel. To take All the right. Canadian, pick the pick Canadian. Canadian underdog. He never screws um, over. Yeah, yeah. When when it's a Canadian ever looked bad in an MMA fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, now, now for official picks, unless that one hits. And then in, in that, then case, that, that, one, then that one's also official. <laughs> of course. Flyweights, we'll start with Yuma Horiuchi versus Juan Puerto. Uh, flyweights, always a fun weight class. All right, let's tell you about Horiuchi first. Ichiban is the nickname. So he's number one. Uh, nine and five, three knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted once. Two and two in LFA. Oh, one in the road to the UFC. He was on the road to UFC Singapore event, which we just had a few months back. Um He's got win, loss, win, loss over his last four fights. He's nine years younger than Porta, plus 110. Porta, lead feather. So a interesting nickname that really, how can you be lead and the feather, Dan? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm pretty sure we talked about this when he was have, on have Contender. We? Yeah, when he, because he was on Contender Series. Okay, right, I, right. I think we, we compared it to the, um, the, Hector Lombard nickname, which was is Shawweather, Shawweather, um. It's just like one of those weird jam together nicknames. Yep. It is a weird jam together nickname. Let's tell you about Port uh, 23 and 7. One knockout, 12 submissions. Uh, two knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, I mean, and submitted once. 0 and 1 in LFA. 1 and 0 in the contender series. Yeah, he didn't get a contract, sadly. Um, he's won 12 of his last 13 fights. He did lose his last fight, though. Uh, he is was the original champ. Used to fight up at Bantamweight. 2011, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Two inches of height on Horiuchi, five inches of reach, minus 140. Yeah, he is really tall. It, it's worth noting. He's like a very rangy dude. And uh, if you watch his fight on Contender Series, uh, which I remember vividly, he, he fought um, Sh- Shang was the last name of the guy. He was a Chinese Performance Institute guy. Um, and he looked not good. Um, got taken down a couple of times. Looked like he was getting the worst of the grappling exchanges. Won a weird decision. And then, to piss off Dana White as much as possible, he spent his whole uh, post-fight talk uh, talking about how he couldn't go for the finish more because the guy he was fighting was really tough and had a ton of fights on his record. So he's happy with the split decision win and thinks he deserves a contract. To which Dana White said, do you think the people in the UFC will be easier uh, and then laughed at him, uh, not giving him a contract. So <laughs> he, he'll never be in the UFC because of that reaction. Um, but I would say the thing about him, really long, really rangy, got a nice little jab, really weird decisions when he's defending a takedown. Like he threw a knee and got it caught against Shang. And 
then he like tried to just like grip onto him as tight as he could, as if that would have stopped the takedown and then just wound up in a weirder guard. Um, in, in against Horuchi, Horuchi is a guy who has really good grappling. I know his recent results are not so good, right? Like he lost on road to the UFC. Um, he recently lost in LFA, uh, actually he lost in LFA twice recently, but all of those are decisions. And in all of them, he had some like really brilliant grappling moments. Like, on the road to the UFC, he had Topnoi Kiwam's uh, back. And Topnoi is such a good kickboxer, um, Thai-style kickboxer. He's the guy who was smoking cigarettes after the fight. Yep. Yeah. So, like, he lost to that guy but looked really good in the grappling exchanges. Um, in his last loss in LFA, it was a title fight loss to Charles Johnson, who is now in the UFC. He lost a split yep. decision to Charles Johnson. Who, again, his grappling looks so good there. I think he's going to get in on the takedowns here against Puerta. I, and as long as he gets in on one or two of them, I, I think his grappling is just so much better than Puerta's. Horauchi is a guy who I've circled as being like UFC level talent, but has just not like had the results he's needed recently. I think he finally gets back in the win column here. And as a slight underdog, which I kind of love. Yeah, we start things off with a plus number beside a pick, which is always nice. We always can count on that from Gumby. Um, almost always. All right, let's move on to <coughs> see cough still there. Move on to flyweights. Christian Navidad versus Israel Galvans. We're starting off our picks with back-to-back flyweight fights. Um, Galvan El Hurricane. I bet you can't guess what that means, Dan. The the hurricane. Yes, the hurricane. Wow, you're so good with languages. It's amazing. Um, he's five and two. Galvan two knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This will be his LFA debut. Um, bum, 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 as I lose my spot here, he's won four straight fights, three straight via finish. Don't have reach info for him, unfortunately. Plus 300. Natividad, the Hawaiian Punch, is the nickname. Four and oh, two knockouts. He's all those fights were in LFA. Uh, he used to fight at up at Bantamweight. Don't have his age. He's a mysterious man. Uh, he's an inch taller than Galvan, minus 400. He's a young guy, I will give you that okay. because he is the younger brother of Kevin Natividad. Oh, yes, um, we know that yeah, name. Yeah, who's, who's in the UFC. Um, and so, like, he, he's the younger. I know for a fact he's the younger brother of Kevin Natividad. Natividad only 28, I believe. So, like, he's probably, you know, 24, 25 years old. And really good flyweight prospect. That's somebody that a lot of people have been paying attention to. Has incredible power. Um, In his last fight, the dude he was fighting was so bloodied and battered by the third round. And he does it with, like, a jab. He does it with combinations. He does it in the clinch with, like, elbows and stuff like that. He's just, like, very, very impressive. And I would say this. Galvin, kind of an interesting opponent and in, in a tough one to deal with because he, he throws lots of long combinations. Sometimes he's really out of position by the end of them. But, like, he throws lots of long combinations. I'd give him more of a chance if he wasn't a late replacement in this fight. And that, that's something I think not a lot of people know about because it's LFA. Um, and you don't get those updates constantly right. on, you know, this way. But he, I, I know for a fact Christian Natividad was originally supposed to fight a guy named Jordan Harris. Um, I had it circled because I also really love Jordan Harris. He was a 3-0 and flyweight. And I think they were trying to put on, like, a big showcase between undefeated flyweights who were, like, going to, you know, one of them was going to catapult themselves to the top of the division. One fell out, and now this seems like a showcase fight for Natividad. So, uh, like I said, I, I like Galvin, and I like that he goes for it, but he's kind of out of his element here and being a late replacement. There's a reason why it's negative 400, so I, I like Natividad here. All right, interesting. He sounds like a guy we should keep our 
eyes on uh, going forward. Hopefully he can get a few more wins under his belt in the UFC. And then, uh, sorry, LFA, and then he can join his brother in the big show. All right, before we move on, Elias Game Plan app. You need to know, know about this. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan is everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcasts, and television broadcasts. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by the renowned research team, which... I never thought I'd be able to talk to the renowned researchers at Elias, but then I got the app and they have a new chat function. You can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias game plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe weekly, monthly, or annually, but I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Lucky you're a friend of mine. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find the last game plan sports betting on the app store or play store today and use my promo code SGPN 25. Noel Savanich is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick em contests versus other people for a shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn prop points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Right now, sign up with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. Okie dokie. Let's move up a few weight classes to light. Weights. Are we doing the lightweight fight? Yes, we are. Jacoby Jones versus Christian Turner. Let's tell you about Turner first. The Titan. Christian, the Titan Turner. 3 0 with one knockout. This will be his LFA debut. Used to fight at welterweight. Six years younger than Jones. Three inches of height, four inches of reach, plus 155. All right, Jones, this is a nickname that Dan's got to get info on if he doesn't have it. Jacoby. Big toe Jones. You have any info on that? <laughs> I don't. In fact, I didn't even know that. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Big toe. So we need you to uh, find out what's going on with that nickname. Um, he's four and one with one knockout, one submission. Four and one in LFA. So all his fights have been in the big show of LFA. He won his last fight via TKO minus one eighty five for a big toe. So I think Jones is coming in here as a favorite for two reasons. Number one, like you said, all of his fights in LFA, that tends to look a little bit better on the resume for the books. The second thing is he just comes forward so hard. He sits down on every single punch he throws. His feet are planted. He, he goes with like, you know, three punch, all power combinations. Once he backs you up against the cage, he loves like a little jump knee or a little flying knee that he's trying to knock you out with. Um, And he's just going to throw big heavy punches constantly. And I would typically say that's a great thing to do on a regional level fight against a guy who's never fought LFA level competition. I think it's terrible against Christian Turner. I actually like Christian Turner here because Turner being so freaking long 
is first of all going to be really hard for Jacoby Jones to get at. Like it, it's going to be really hard for him to close that distance and get in on him because not only is he long, he's really good defensively with being long and he loves to rip legs. Uh, he, he loves inside leg kicks, outside leg kicks. He uses that oblique kick, which jacks up people's legs. And the really cool thing about all of that is that because he's fighting a guy who sits down on his punches and plants his feet, that oblique kick is going to be there all day. I see Christian Turner here basically incapacitating Jacoby Jones and making him unable to walk by halfway through the second round. And I think that's going to be enough for him to pick up either a decision win based on the fact that Jones is just not moving anymore and he can just, you know, pump that jab. Or I can see him just doing it to the point where Jones is just getting slaughtered on the feet. So, yeah, I like Christian Turner quite a bit here. I, I was surprised to see him coming as a dog. But like I said, I, I think that's just because Jones has fought in LFA before and, you know, has kind of like the flashy power striking, which make him look a lot better than a guy who kicks legs. Boy, you're not just calling Turner to win as an underdog, but you're saying how he should win. Yeah, yeah. Like if, listening. If, if he, uh, oh, oh, dude, if you've ever watched any of his fights prior, he knows what he's doing. Like he, yeah. This guy in, you know, I mentioned before, there are guys on this show who I think should wind up in the UFC. I think I said four or five. Nativi Dodd, clearly one of them. Yuma Horuchi, yeah. if he puts it together. And Christian Turner really like, in terms of just being a guy who like can really figure things out. Like if he figures more out with his like defensive wrestling and stuff like that, I, I think the way he strikes and the distance management and stuff is like such an makes him such an interesting prospect too. So I, I'm high on on Christian Turner. He is 20 years old. He was born in t- 2002. So yeah, uh, future could be bright for him unless Dan um, jinxed him. Jinx him. Yeah, Al <laughs> like Wagman. Uh, I was I was planning on watching Al Wagman until I heard that she lost Dan. So you put the jinx on that young prospect. Let's see. Uh, hopefully you don't do the same for Mr. Turner. So the Titan is the pick, uh, which brings us to our co-main event. It is a heavyweight battle. Jordan Heiderman versus Daquan Buckley. Like I said, three round is not one of these weird four round fights. It's a three round, five minute fight. I'll tell you about Buckley first. Three and all with one knockout. You know the strange thing about his three fights, Dan? One of them was against another Daquan. Yeah, but it was spelled different. Yeah, it was spelled different. So strange. He's fought three people, and one of them's name was also Daquan, spelled differently. It's an unusual name to begin with, but yeah. Anyhow, there you go. That's not going to help you um, bet on this <laughs> fight, but it is interesting. So he is, like I said, 3-0 with one knockout. 1-0 in LFA. Uh, based on the last weigh-ins, he was 23 pounds heavier than Heiderman. Don't have reach info for Buckley, plus 185. Heiderman, 5-0, one knockout, two submissions, 4-0 in LFA. 1-1 on the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight at light heavyweight. He's not had an official fight since September 2021 because he was in the Ultimate Fighter house in between that time. Um, five inches of height on Buckley. Minus two twenty-five. Five inches of height on Buckley. Have you seen yeah. have you seen a picture of Buckley or seen him fight? No. He is a very chunky guy. <laughs> oh, we should, we gotta pick him then. Like he's a very chunky, chunky guy. Guys. Um I'm not gonna pick him. Um okay. for for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I kinda liked Jordan Heiderman on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh going into the Ultimate Fighter House, I had him circled as one of my favorites to at least make the finals. He wound up getting knocked out by Zach Ponga, who I still think is the best guy off of the show. Um, He kind of got outstruck by Chandler Cole, but his wrestling took over. And that's the thing about Heiderman is Heiderman's got good wrestling. And if you go back and you watch that fight, um, the last fight between Daquan and Daquan, um, he, he, Daquan Fuse, which is the guy he was fighting. Daquan is squared. Like, 
Yeah, da- Daquan Fuse, which is the guy Daquan Buckley was fighting, is just a power puncher. He's like a guy who loads up on big shots and like just power punches. Even in that fight, uh, Daquan Buckley had trouble getting him off of it. Like they got stuck against the cage and he was getting badly controlled against the cage. Now he defended a few takedowns in there, but takedowns against a power puncher, not against like a seasoned wrestler like uh, Heiderman. And Heiderman's beat some good dudes too. Like Heiderman beat... Uh, Chad Johnson, who was on Contender Series. Uh, so, like, Heiderman has beat some, like, really decent guys and done so, like, you know, he, he does so with good wrestling, good arm triangle chokes. Like, he, he's just a really great, somewhat one-dimensional guy because his striking isn't great. But, like, that one dimension is really good, and I think it's enough here to beat Buckley. So, while the number isn't, like, you know, isn't the sexiest thing at, like, over negative 200 I do think he's got a, a pretty real advantage here as soon as this hits the mat. Uh, big number for heavyweight fight, too. But Dan says take Heidemann, nonetheless. And Dan knows what he's talking about. So, which brings us to our main event. It's for a belt. LFA vacant Bantamweight Championship. So, you know what I'm going to ask you, Dan. You're going to ask me where. Uh, yeah, yeah, why is it vacant? And I'm going to tell you uh, that I believe... The person was signed to the UFC, and I'm going to put the intern on it to confirm my suspicions. Okay, fine. I'll break down the fight first. All right. Uh, when Gafarov versus Diego Silva is the battle we have here. I'll tell you about Silva first. Magrino is the nickname. Um, can the intern tell me what that means? Magrino, Magrino. I don't know that one off the... Inho means... Oh, I was going to say Inho means small. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what you taught all of us. Yes, skinny. He's 15 and seven, Skinny Silva, with two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. One and one in LFA. He's won three of his last four, including his last fight. He was the CES, CES champion, also a regional champion. He's fight at featherweight. 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Do not have reach info on him, plus 115. Uh, Gafarov, Tajik is the nickname. He's from Tajikistan, and his nickname is... Uh, fitting, I guess, Tajik, which is the language they speak there, apparently. Uh, he's 17 and four, nine knockouts, seven submissions, never been finished in a fight. One no in LFA. He's gone loss, win, loss, win over his last four fights, won his last fight via knockout. He was only one on the contender series. Do you remember who he fought, Dan? Yeah, he fought Chan Ed Helliger. Yes, true. I remember that now. Uh, three and three in one championship. He used to fight at Featherweight. Uh, used to fight professional Sambo as well. He's three inches taller than, sorry, three years younger than Silva, an inch taller, minus 145. Yeah, and, and I'm going with Gofferoth here all day, um, mostly because I, I think, here, here's the thing, is I, I think Diego has got decent jujitsu, but I think he struggles against better wrestlers. Uh, like, if you go back and you look at his record, um, his last loss was a decision loss to Dan Argueta, which, by the way, uh, was the most recent champion uh, in LFA, which is oh, why that's okay. vac- which is why that's vacated now because he's in the UFC. Um, and he Dan Argueta beat Diego Silva for that title. And again, Argueta just kind of controlled him and took care of business that way. If you look at the other losses for Diego Silva, he lost to Jay Perrin in Cage Titans, largely by, you know, like Perrin like wrestled him up as the fight went on. Like Silva had some success early with the wrestling and the grappling, but as the fight went on, he had more and more trouble with it. And like, that's a problem if you're a good jujitsu guy, but you have trouble with people out wrestling you, especially against Gafarov, a guy who 
historically has been a really good grappler and is going to have a striking advantage, I think. Um, he he kind of outgrappled Angeliger, but like tired at the end of the fight. And I think that allowed Angeliger to win that split decision. But also he went to the, the ground with Urbe Souza and managed to beat him. And Souza is a highly touted grappler. So like, I don't think he's going to have trouble with the grappling of Silva if he chooses to take it to the ground. And I don't think he needs to choose to take it to the ground. I think he'll be just fine standing up. Um, I mean, he went a, a very, very, very long 15 minutes at featherweight with John Lineker. So, like, if you go 15 minutes on the feet with John Lineker and you're not knocked out at the end, the dude's got the chin to crack with Diego Silva and it, I think is going to be safe enough on the mat. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Goffer off here. All right. Give him Goffer off to conclude his picks. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, recap. We got Goffer off. We got Heiderman. We got Turner. As a big dog, we got Natividad, we got Horyuchi as a small dog. Is that correct? That yeah, that's correct. All right, all right. I also got some some stuff for you people too. Like I'm gonna tell you about trade coffee because you uh, as I lose my ad read, I'm gonna have to get it back. Um, trade coffee knows what they're doing when they match you with coffee. Uh, not to get too deep, but every day is precious, and we should all make the most of our days. They shouldn't start with mediocre grocery store coffee. You deserve a, to start your day with the best coffee you can make at home from Trade Coffee. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home or your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. And if you don't like what I like or what Gumby like, likes if that's not up your alley don't worry trade will have whatever it is you want you can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with the coffees you'll love so if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever i said coffee again coffee you've ever made at home it's time to try trade coffee right now trade is offering our listeners a total of 30 dollars off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash sgp that's drinktrade.com slash sgp for 30 dollars off your subscription to the best coffees in the country last but not least odds trader what is odds trader us trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal the app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, so we concluded our no UFC, no problem um, event. Not event, well, it was multiple events. Um, once UFC is finally back this weekend, uh, after leaving us high and dry two of the last three weeks, I'm going to check when they're next. So, so they're going this weekend. 20th, um, looks like they don't have another break until I guess when you Yankees have your Thanksgiving, um, the end of November. So we got one, two, three, six straight UFCs coming in your ear, starting with uh, our preview on this Wednesday for the prelims of UFC Fight Night Grasso versus uh, Rujo. And then Thursday, we will have the main card uh, picks. Uh, we have we lost some fights on this card? Yeah, we have. It was supposed to be Cannoneer versus Strickland, was supposed to be the original headliner, I believe. Um, but we lost that one. Uh, we also lost 
We also lost Neil Magny versus yep. Daniel Rodriguez has been right. moved to November now. Uh, I believe yep. due to a slight injury in Daniel Rodriguez, he had a cut on his elbow from right. the Li Jingliang fight, and it got badly infected. So he should be back by November, and they'll they'll run it then. Yucky, yucky. Also, we were supposed to have Joe Anderson Brito uh, fighting against Melsic Bagdazarian, but Bagdazarian pulled out. Uh, no. Opponent listed for Brito, so I'm guessing he's not going to fight either. So here is they, what they are looking. I, I was told they looking? are actively looking for a 145 replacement for Brito. Okay. Um, and so I, it's feeling like being that we're uh, basically in fight week right now, right? Uh, being that yep. it's uh, the beginning of the week right now that we're recording, you got to imagine it's a non-UFC guy getting called up to the UFC for their first chance. So uh, you know somebody who's maybe in shape or only uh a, maybe a weight class down from what you might expect you know somebody who who can step up that way so Brito is going to be our pick then whether it's uh, TBA or <laughs> here's the thing about Brito, dude like you remember that fight with bill algio right where like yep. against bill algio we were like if he shoots three takedowns he'll win this fight uh and he decided to not shoot any until the third round and and lost two two rounds to one for that yeah. low reason, uh, because he's not a better like puncher than Bill Algio. And he like didn't he didn't like put his foot on the gas until the third round, which was really weird. And then he put his foot on the gas against Andre Feely, which you were like, oh, how did he lose to Bill Algio and get Andre Feely? And then he knocked Andre Feely out in 41 seconds. So it's like he is a very flaky dude with a weird game plan. So if you found me a regional level guy, um, maybe a champ out of CFFC or um, you know, somebody like that who's going to step in on short notice and, you know, maybe isn't a guy who I have to like panic on. Like, you know, they, they, they just signed, they actually just signed the, the Bantamweight champ, Damon Blackshear out of CFFC and the featherweight champ out of CFFC, which is Blake Builder. You gave me somebody like Blake Builder. Uh, I might pick Blake Builder. Over Joe Anderson, flaky Brito. Yes. Anyhow. His, his um, actual name is Turbo. Do you know what Turbo means? <laughs> Uh, we probably talked about it, and I don't remember. Turbo. It's a type of shark. Oh, okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you this card uh, that we're going to break down quickly, and then we'll get out of your ears for a few days. All right, main event is Alexa Grasso versus Vivian Arujo, two top flyweight, women's flyweight prospects. Then we got Cub Swanson dropping down to Bantamweight to fight Jonathan Martinez, who was just on the Top Turtle MMA podcast last week. Come be interviewed him if you want to listen to that. Brandon Roy Bell versus Askar Askarov. I'm sure this is the fight we both have highlighted. Uh, on this fight card and circled, right? Yeah, it's the best fight on the card by a mile. Yep. You sure it's not the next one? Dusko Todorovic versus Jordan Wright. Dan's favorite, Jordan Wright. My main, my main man, Jordan Wright. Still waiting maybe, for that interview maybe, on Jordan Wright. <laughs> yeah, maybe she. Uh, maybe we could have Macy Barber corner him sometime. Oh man, I'd maybe, love maybe it. They, they could be a couple. Imagine that if they were a couple. Can, oh, can we get um? Can we get uh Andrea Lee's boyfriend there too? What was his name? <laughs> Tony <laughs> Kelly. Tony Kelly, yes. get Tony Kelly in that corner too. Yeah, she knows how to pick him. All right, so that's that's all we have for the main card. I'm sure they're gonna bump something else up. And then we got Misha Serkinov versus Alonzo Menafield. Uh, decent fight there. Brandon Davis, Mana Martinez. Another, yeah, that's actually a pretty good fight card. Nick Maximov versus Jacob Malkoon. That fight's sick, Haf- by the way. I love yeah. that fight. Yep. Rafael Asunstow is still around versus Victor Henry. Sam Hughes versus Pia Rodriguez. Tatsura Tyra versus CJ Vergara, another flyweight fight like that. And then Mike Jackson, hey, he's still around. <laughs> Pete Rodriguez. This is, uh, um, 
despite that last fight, this is a pretty solid fight card. Yeah, and I would say that they did do a good job of finding probably the the second least promising dude in the UFC currently to fight Mike Jackson, uh, because Pete Rodriguez is is was only four and zero, and they only signed him to be the short notice replacement against Jack Della. Um, and it didn't go well for him at all. Uh, but he's just like the dude just sits down and throws the biggest power punch he can at all times. So uh, that'll be fun to watch with Mike Rodriguez or Mike uh, Mike Jackson. Like, yeah, I- I'll take that. Let's watch that. This is gonna be yeah, this is gonna be a fun card. Fun card to break down as well. So like I said, Wednesday we'll get you the prelims. Thursday we'll get you the main card and whatever other nonsense we we want to put in those episodes, we will as well. Um, in the meantime. I told you about Dan's podcast, Top Turtle MMA. That we'll be dropping before we record next episode, maybe. Yeah, right? I, I think I think we might even try to squeeze it in tomorrow, uh, today, maybe like while you're listening to this Monday podcast, it might already be there because I've already got the interviews done, uh, and uh, being that it's the holidays, I might be able to squeak it in today. So uh, keep your eyes out for that one, maybe even earlier than usual. That's what he said. He's going to squeak it in, possibly, because it's the holidays. He might squeak it in for us, guys. That's so nice. <laughs> um, so we got that. Discord. Uh, everyone loves LFA and Discord. So um, definitely get, get in the Discord if you're going to be betting the LFA. You can talk with everyone about that. Uh, slash Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Dan runs that quite well. Uh, I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Uh, my MMA site, get in there and enter the pick'em contest at the very least for Grasso versus Arujo. Win a $50 gift card to anywhere that you like in the whole wide world. That would be moneymma.substack.com. Um, and read all our great stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. And listen to all our great, our great episodes as well. All right, that's it. I'm done with you people until Wednesday. Till that time, I will remain the Hawaiian Punch Chef Fox. He will remain Daquan Gumby Vreeland. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.